button for podcasting. The PSAs you hear on Miller and Condon and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mick. We take care of our own. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Hello out there, we're on the air, it's hockey night tonight. Tension grows, the whistle blows, and the puck goes down the ice. The goalie jumps, and the players bump, and the fans all go insane. Someone roars, Bobby scores at the good old hockey game. Oh, the good old hockey game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good old hockey game. Second period. All right, I won't burden you with the second period. Jeez, <laughs> how long is this thing? It keeps us three periods, Trent. Uh, Overtime? Miller, I don't know if Stompin' Tom goes that far or not. Uh, Miller and Condon, now we're number two. Welcome back. Joe O'Donnell momentarily, therefore the song. Stompin' Tom Connors, the singer of the good old hockey game. Uh, bottom of the hour, we'll talk to Bill Bender from the Sporting News. Get a little college football, a little NFL with our buddy Bill Bender. Right now, Joe O'Donnell, the voice of the Iowa. While there are precious few games left on the schedule, they're home this Friday night against Rockford. Then they get on the bus and go to Rockford. Back next week with games Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday, and the curtain falls. Hello, Joe O'Donnell. How are you? Doing great, Kenny and Trent. Thanks for having me. Uh, Trent, there's no overtime or shootout in that song. <laughs> okay, good. good. Thank you. I think Stompin' Com wrote it before the rules changed, so therefore there he wouldn't did. be. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's a that's an anthem, no doubt about it. Um, Joe, we'll get into last night, etc. Dot dot dot. But um, just the the fact that uh, just your thoughts on the season. I won't get to talk to you next week as I'm on vacation, so I wanted to make sure I got you in here before one more opportunity to speak a little AHL hockey with you. How's it gone overall, Joe? I mean, record aside, just the logistics, everything that you guys have had, to, everybody's had to go through uh, to try and pull the season off. How's it gone? I think all things considered, uh, it's been outstanding. And that was the reason the American Hockey League pushed so hard. So many markets pushed hard, and their NHL affiliates wanted to get this thing done and get these guys back on the ice and really almost set the stage for next year, which we all hope will be, you know, full length season with fans plenty and, uh, and, and sort of back to normal. So, um, as you said, you know, the record doesn't matter much. The Wild R game over 500, which is great coming off a nice win Saturday night, but. Uh, with nothing to play for as far as playoffs or a Calder Cup championship. A lot of these guys, you know, need to continue to develop, need to take that next step in their career, uh, earn contracts for next season, you know, maybe make a make a mark with somebody else's organization, a scout or a GM, or within the Wild organization, you know, a chance to possibly get a call up as this year moves along, or for Minnesota's playoffs as a black ace. So I think all things considered a really good year. So for guys like that, and the physicality of hockey, Guys that finish up their season here uh, next week, but know that it might be a phone call. Somebody gets injured, the Wild are playing in the playoffs, whatever it is. Do those guys stick around here? Is there kind of a camp-type setting for those guys to stay in shape? What happens for these guys after their season ends? So most guys um, are either part of Minnesota's taxi squad, or we will have a few of the traditional black aces, which is a hockey term for the guys Mm -hmm. that you know, are the odd man out for the playoff run, but could be called upon depending on how long your team plays and, and what kind of scenarios they run into. But I'd imagine at least a forward, a goaltender, and a defenseman that are currently here, if not more, maybe two of each, you know, would go up and sort of supplement the group that's already up there on the 
what's a new thing, the, the taxi squads in the NHL, these expanded rosters because of the COVID protocols. Uh, Joe Donald, the voice of the Iowa Wild, uh, is, is our guest. Joe, I want to... Uh... You know, kind of go over the roster a little bit, in particular with uh, with Matt Boldy, who is, uh, I, I think, making already making a big impact and shows that he's got a huge future uh, as a member of the Minnesota Wild. You get to watch him play uh, every night. Uh, what have you seen in the weeks since he's been here? From when you saw him the first time, and I think the first time he played, in fact, I'm positive, you were with, uh, with Minnesota. You were doing radio up in the Twin Cities. So I don't think you were here for his debut, uh, uh, but what you've seen of him and what we've seen uh, seems like uh, the, the Wild have something here. Yeah, he's outstanding. Ten points in nine games so far. He scored another sort of highlight real goal on Saturday where he's making these plays that are making American Hockey League players look average or silly <laughs> at times. You don't get a lot of that in this league. You know, a lot of times guys that are scoring 25, 30 goals are your older players. You know, if you paced out Matt Boldy right now in a regular season – you know, he's over a point a game. So um, he's he's special, and he will contribute to Minnesota. I'm confident in it probably as early as next year. He'll definitely be one of the black aces. There's no question about it. Yep. Could he make his NHL debut in the Stanley Cup playoffs at some point this summer? I mean, I don't, I don't think that's out of the question. Obviously, Minnesota has a few guys ahead of him on the, on the depth chart in the pecking order, but he's the type of guy, Kenny, that every time he's on the ice, you just want to be paying attention. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be in the restroom. You don't want to be a commercial break if you're a broadcaster. Um, he's that good. And I think the the big thing is his strength, and it's probably not even completely there yet as far as rounding out his frame, but his strength, protecting pucks, uh, he works hard. He got hit hard a couple nights back, uh, like flattened, and, you know, didn't back down, didn't change his game, you know, continues to, to go out there and produce, and he's been really, really impressive. Will Bitten, another guy that had a really good month. He was the player of the month. Uh, Phil in another forward there, a guy that can help out in scoring uh, five goals, five assists in the month of April. Yeah, Will Bitten is coming on, and that's certainly nice to see. He's a guy that's in a contract year. Uh, he's been with the organization now for a few seasons, originally drafted by the Montreal Canadiens, but one of his biggest strong suits is his speed. I mean, there's very few faster guys on the ice on a nightly basis than Will Bitten when he uses that, when he's engaged. Uh, and kind of getting in on the forecheck. He's been really good. And so we've had sort of the last couple games for the Wild a pretty good set of forwards that haven't had to change too much, which is a nice luxury for the coaching staff. Um, Jerry Mayhew, Mason Shaw, Matt Boldy have been playing together. Mm. You've got Brandon Duhame, Gabriel Dumont, Will Bitten, and then sort of a younger line with Mitchell Chafee, Damian Giroux, um, as well as, uh, oh gosh, now I'm blanking on it because I'm going off the top of my head here, uh, Connor Dewar. Um, and, and what you have is sort of three good balanced lines, and that's given Iowa a lot of depth scoring. I think it's now 11 times in the last 13 games scoring three or more. And so anytime you're getting offense like that, you've got a good chance to succeed. And Will Bitten sort of producing at a higher clip than he's been throughout his career certainly helping the offense. I was looking at uh, Will Bitten's bio. Both of his parents were Olympians, not in hockey, yeah. in badminton. Really? Have you got yeah. off the net here during the summer and see if you could beat him? We probably should. Yeah. Be a nice uh, social media piece. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, both his mom and dad. I think his mom is a two-time Olympian, and his dad uh, participated in one Olympics. So um, they're great people. They've been uh, down to town before, had a chance to meet his dad, Michael, on a number of occasions. And um, they're really supportive parents. They're, they're tuned into what's going on. In fact, Will's brother, Sam, is, uh, is an NHL prospect of sorts. He's been to Minnesota Wilds Development Camp in recent years, and he – unfortunately was supposed to play in the Ontario Hockey League this year in a league that was shut down 
Um, so, you know, there's so many kids in Sam Bitten's, you know, instance where they lost a year, you know, or mm. maybe they went and found another team to play for for a half a season, but certainly not the full deal. But, yeah, the Bitten family, uh, to say they're athletes would probably be an understatement. Yeah, I'll say. Uh, we get, I want to get into the uh, to the big club in a second, Joe. You saw you saw them a bunch in person this year. But I want to go back to last night. Of course, it's a, a, big, to- a big topic. What was the name of the show, Trent? Hoda and Jenna? Yes, um, yes. Guessing don't Nailed talk, it. Don't talk a lot of hockey. Wait, they were talking hockey. Yes. Can you believe it? Now I couldn't hear it because we don't have the sound on. But they yeah. showed the highlights. Of course, the line brawl, and you don't see a ton of those. I think um, the last one I saw was Calgary and Vancouver when Tortorella was behind the bench. I don't know, probably been close to ten years. But regardless, uh, look, Tom Wilson is a guy that plays to the, uh, the echo of the whistle, right? Uh, there's 31 teams in the NHL. One team has them. The other 30 teams' fan bases wish they had him, even though they hate his guts, and they do. They yep. think he's cheap. He's not a goon. I, people don't realize this. Yes, he fights a lot, but he's not a goon. He can play the game, Joe. Um, but we crossed the line on Monday night. And when the NHL did not do anything to uh, to police it, when they didn't suspend him uh, with his uh, body of work that he's put together, the multiple suspensions, he had one not too long ago this season uh, for some of the histrionics on the ice. Um, we you could just you could sense that last night was going to happen. Six fights in the first five minutes. Don't see much of that in the NHL anymore, Joe. No, and actually the replay was just on the NHL network right before you called. So I literally was just watching it as Trent dialed me up. Um, yeah, that was old-time hockey. Um, purists of the game probably okay with it. Um, newer fans or casual fans, you know, everybody's got their side of the fence. And, you know, you're right. Tom Wilson, you know, he's almost a point-of-game guy this year. I think he's got 33 points in 43 games. He's got over 10 goals. He's an intimidating presence. Mm-hmm. He plays with Alex Ovechkin. You got to be able to speak right. to play with the grade eight. Yeah. Um, so this he, isn't he Dave Semenko riding shotgun for no. Wayne Gretzky. No, not even close. Right. And you know, on top of that, he he puts the puck in the net and he plays a physical brand of hockey. He, and as you said it, I mean, there's 30 other teams in the league, 30 GMs that would take him in a heartbeat. Yep. Um, and fan bases as well. So yeah, it was uh, you know, again, hockey is a sport where. Those that play it, those that love it and know it and, and embrace the game, they understand that this is why the game polices itself. When people ask about fighting, this is why there's fighting in hockey. You're going to take a liberty on one of my guys, the next chance I get, whether it's tonight, tomorrow night, the next period, next week, we see you again, somebody's going to answer the bell. And that's the way the game has always been played. It's much more scaled down now, yep. but I love it. I love the, the team camaraderie, the fact that the Rangers – you know, they said, hey, whoever's on the ice right now is fighting. Yeah. You know, you might not be a fighter, but you're fighting right now. Um, and you're fighting for your teammates. You're fighting for the jersey, you know, the crest of the jersey. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what makes hockey so great. So I, I had no issue with it at all. You know, you don't want to see anybody get hurt in those scenarios. That's the one thing when you got some guys that maybe aren't used to fighting more than once or twice a season or a career. When they drop the gloves, sometimes, you you know, you, you wonder, you worry about their health. Uh, but it looked like everybody came out with it okay. They got it out of their system, and they played hockey. You know, just real quick, uh, we, Trent and I talked about this. The fact that the New York Rangers put out the statement that they did criticizing a league official the way they did in George Perils. <laughs> yeah. Now, within the last five minutes, the the league has ruled on what the Rangers did. The, they, the league fined the Rangers organization a quarter of a million dollars for the statement wow. that they put out. 250 large uh, for them uh, coming out and taking uh, taking a shot, and I I think it was deserving good for the Rangers for doing so. So that and you never see that, Joe, regardless of league, you don't see a team 
uh, as a team. You see, you might see a coach, you might see players criticizing a, an official, but you never, at least that I can remember, see a team go yes. that far, and they did. Yeah, a team issued press release was certainly unique, and it was a very, uh, it was a very emphatic statement. Apparently, the league didn't appreciate it. You know, the one last thing I'll say on this quickly, Kenny, is it's interesting to me to see next year when ESPN has the rights, how much they embrace this part of the game. Like, mm-hmm. would SportsCenter lead with the line brawl this time next year? That's, would. that's one of the things that, that I'm wondering about because, you know, you're trying to grow the casual fan when you partner with ESPN. Yeah. Uh, does an incident, uh, an incident like that grow the casual, you know, fan more closely to the game or – does somebody sitting on their couch in the morning that wants to see an NBA dunk instead go, man, this is just a bunch of meatheads running around. So uh, that'll be interesting for me as that partnership evolves in the future seasons, you know, how much ESPN embraces that part of the game. Games uh, ticking down the Iowa Wild. Regular season ends. No playoffs this year, uh, at least in their division. Anywhere. There will be playoffs, though, for the big club, the parent club, Minnesota. More than likely, it's going to be uh, Colorado in the opening round, a very difficult first-round matchup. But give us a shot here. I've been so impressed watching this team. As you know, I'm a yep. very amateur hockey fan, but this team's good. Good enough to beat a team like Colorado in the first round? Mm, maybe. Yeah, I, I think so. Um, more than anything, this has been the most fun Minnesota Wild season. I don't want to say ever because it's a 20-year-old franchise, but it's pretty darn close. Yeah. Um, and that doesn't even count what they might do in the postseason. If this team goes on a run, you know, it, it could be the best year the franchise has ever had. And unfortunately, the state of hockey hasn't been able to fill in the, you know, Excel Energy Center and pack it to the gills. But they're selling season tickets at a crazy pace. I was up there, you know, as you guys know, a few weeks back, and I was chatting with one of their sales guys who I know here from Iowa. And he was like, we sold 200, you know, full season equivalents or whatever the number was when Kaprizov had like a four point game recently. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about uh, a team that's getting on the map nationally. They're fun to watch. They score goals. They're never out of a game. They had two thrilling come from behind wins recently. Uh, last night, they almost pulled off another victory over Vegas, which would have been six straight over the Golden Knights in the season series. Uh, unfortunately, Vegas ended up tying it late, winning in overtime. But this is a fun team. I think they can beat Colorado. It'll be a long series no matter who prevails. It's not an easy matchup. I mean, Colorado could be the best team in the league yeah. uh, on paper. So it'll be fun to watch. But I just think this year with the way Minnesota has filled up the net offensively, they've got good goaltending. They have players that you want to see every night. Um, and they compete. And, and they have fun as a team. They've got good chemistry. And I really like their makeup moving forward. I, I do too, Joe. And I certainly didn't see this coming prior to the season. They got some, they got no, some size on this. I don't this. think anybody did. I don't think so. Uh, they got some size on this team. And Greenway's yep. coming into his own. We talk all the time about Kaprizov. And he's worth the price of admission. How many people? Uh, Felino, he's he'll answer the bell as he did last night. Uh, Hartman. Um, how many people are they letting into XL, Joe? Is, do you know the percentage? Is it 25%? When I was there a few weeks ago the first game they had more than just family and friends uh 3000 i believe wow um so not a not a lot but hopefully is you know if they can get out of the first round maybe we're talking a month from now you know or three and a half weeks from now um you know i i, I would like to think that we're continuing to take steps in the right direction when you look at some of the other venues and cities and and uh, municipalities and some of the things they're allowing so hopefully the um the X can get rocking because that is a home ice advantage when that place is packed. Mm. You know who's going to need a home, and I'm wondering uh, if Chris Connolly at the Iowa Event Center is aware. Whoever comes out of the Canadian division, Joe, is coming to the States to play the rest of their season. They're not going to let the American teams into Canada. Uh, so really? whoever, whoever comes out of Canada, 
is going to have to find another city. It's like the Toronto Blue Jays playing in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Uh, whoever, you know, if it's, well, it won't be the Jets, but, but, but you get my point. I wonder, I wonder where they're going to go, Joe. That's a very interesting thought, Kenny. I hadn't put any really stock into that. Um, gosh, you'd be looking for a facility that yeah. can house them, right? And yeah. uh, I don't know, maybe it's Grand Forks, North Dakota, where the, yeah. the Fighting Sioux um, have such a great uh, facility there, a couple of sheets of ice. They've mm-hmm. got the campus dorm rooms. I mean, um, could you look at a city like Buffalo where they're going to be out of it, obviously, the Sabres, and they've got a facility you use, so... I think it'll be interesting, and maybe it'll be based on geography, right? If it's Calgary, you don't want them to have to travel all the right. way to New York to to, ha- to house themselves. Um, you know, bad example because they're out, but Edmonton, mm-hmm. um, you know. But I, it, man, that's a great point, and, and something I hadn't put a lot of thought into. Good stuff, Joe O'Donnell. Wanted to have you on one more time since I'm gone next weekend. They play Friday night, uh, and then next week they've got Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday. The curtain falls. Texas Stars are in town. Wednesday, 7 o'clock. Friday, 7 o'clock. Saturday, 6 o'clock. And, of course, this coming Friday, 7 o'clock puck drop, $2 beer night. It's 100.3 The Bus presenting that. Joe O'Donnell, great to talk hockey with you. I will um, impose on you during the playoffs. Maybe get you and Schaefer in here, John Schaefer from WOI couple of good hockey minds and we'll uh, pass the puck around prior to the playoffs sounds like a date yep thank you guys tickets at iowawild.com i really appreciate me on throughout the year you guys are great supporters of it and uh, always enjoy the show and kenny congrats on the jets getting it yeah last night they lost seven in a row they were due to put one in the win column and they did. See you guys. Thanks. See you, pal. Good to talk to you. Joe Don, the voice of the Iowa Wild. Again, uh, precious few home games left, and there are no playoffs in the AHL this year. There is a keyword. Yes. At KXNO.com. And it's time for that $1,000 home run. Did you find one? No, I forgot. <laughs> you got a lot of balls in the air over there. <laughs> I just... I'll well, give them uh, two tomorrow. Yes. Two tomorrow. That is a promise that I'll try to keep. All right, time to hit that $1,000 home run. Go to KXNO.com. I was so excited about this keyword yesterday at this time, Trent. Yeah. That I gave it yesterday. Oh, no. I did. Um, It's spring. Go to KXNO.com. Enter the keyword spring at KXNO.com. Your chance to win $1,000 that spring. Maybe baseball just upset me so much last night. I've been hurt two nights in a row. Last night. I hate watching my team now. Just because they're having this guy? Because I was optimistic. You let me be optimistic. This is on you, not on me. I still feel like... No, No, they suck. That Well, who's going to win the Central? Nobody. It's a bye. (laughs) (laughs) Is it Cleveland? No, it'll be the White Sox. I don't know. With those injuries? They still are the best Mm -hmm. team. Royals will come back. Did you see Cease the other night, by the way? Yeah. Fantastic. Double-digit strikeouts? Yeah. We've seen those. Next yeah, we have. Out. We have next time. An He's been in more third. consistent this year, though, mm-hmm. to be fair. Is it coming together? If a White Sox certainly hope. Giolito will be better than he's uh-huh. been. They're going to be Lance fine. Lance Lynn will come back. Yes. And you're going to get what you get out of Dallas Keuchel. Mm-hmm. Bullpen's good. Rodon? <laughs> Not bad either. He's been great. Right. And the bullpen's good. Uh-huh. So even if it's well, not... Well, Hendricks hasn't been great at the back of that bullpen. But it's still fine, uh-huh. especially in comparison to the rest of the division. Yeah. Better than the Royals, better than the Twins, better than the Tigers. Indians, I think you could argue one way or the other. And the offense isn't going to be great, but it's still got pieces there. Abreu has not been hitting the ball well. No, he finally woke up, what, two days ago. After uh, Robert went down, he finally picked up the slack. But I don't know what he did yesterday. Well, there was, there was only one run scored yesterday. Yeah. 
Anderson is Anderson. Uh-huh. He's going to be good there. I don't know what Yohan Makata. He's not great by any means. He's fine, though. Right. They'll score enough. The White Sox are going to win that division. It's not going to be the Twins. No, no, no. We shall see. Uh, we will talk to Bill Bender next. Again, the key word for this hour, let's have a KXNO winner, shall we? It's springkxno.com. Your chance to win $1,000. And if you get that call from an unknown number, um, answer it. I know we don't like to. Um but this might be might pay off, especially if you're playing this contest. KXNO.com. Spring. Bill Bender next. 1460 KXNO 106. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station. 1460 KXNO 106.3. On the FM dial, we take you until noon. Murph and Andy in 90 minutes. The Fanatics... At uh, 3 o'clock right now, he's our friend Bill Bender from the Sporting News. By the way, I was out of Prairie Meadows last week, as you know, Trent. Yes. And somebody came up to me was, uh, you know, talking about our show, etc. I just love that Bill Bender guy. Oh, really? And honest yeah, to God. Yeah. His name is Chris. Uh, Bill Bender joins us. Uh, you got a fan here. You got a number of fans here in Des Moines. I met one of them, Bill Bender, last week. How are you? Hey, I'm doing well. How are you? Doing pretty well. Uh, so, Bill, um, you know, I read your piece I kind of, I, I kind of, I'm a Broncos fan, as you know, right? Uh, and your pain and the agony that you and the Packer fan base, as you said, Packers fan, to coping with the Aaron Rodgers trade rumors, and that's all you can do at this point. Uh, I'm hoping that uh, you know you get your hearts broken and it becomes a Bronco uh, selfishly. On one hand, on the other hand, I'd love to see these guys finish what they started and finish in the jersey and the helmet that they you know that they were drafted by. He's been so good for the Packers. Must be tough right now as a as a as a hardcore Packer fan and I know you are uh to be to be put in this spot knowing that your one day Hall of Famer, one of the best to ever play the position, might be walking out the door. Yeah, it's unraveled pretty quickly. I mean where I was I didn't think he would get traded on draft day. Right. I'll be but everything that's fallen out since leads me to believe that after June 1st, when it makes sense, from a financial perspective, it could happen. And Denver, Las Vegas, a couple other AFC spots make sense. Um, it is a very similar soap opera to the last time with Favre, and I wrote about that earlier in the week. And, you know, I, I'm going to say this. The long-term blame, you can blame the Packers. What's happened in the last year, I think it falls on Rodgers, to be honest with you. And that. They're going to smear him on the way out. Yep. Happens a lot. Yep. And uh, Boston was always famous for that. Red Sox guys right. leaving, and at yeah. the end, all the stories would come out about what a bad player, teammate, whatever they were. Same thing very well could happen here. One question I do have, we didn't get a preseason, obviously, last year. But what about the development of Jordan Love? There, mm. There's reports today that they're looking at both free agents and maybe making a move, bringing in a veteran, something like that. What have you heard? I know you followed incredibly close, Bill, about Jordan Love and his development in year number one. Well, I think the big difference is, you know, when Rodgers took over for Favre, at least we saw it. You know, you yeah. saw him play in that Thursday night game against the Cowboys when oh, Favre yeah. hurt his elbow. You kind of had a clue. You're like, man, this guy can play a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> that we haven't seen. He hasn't taken a snap. Hasn't taken a preseason snap. Have no idea what his development looks like. And I think that's what contributes to the anxiety of it then if Rodgers were to go of course they're gonna have to pick up a veteran quarterback and and go that way so I I, that's probably the scenario they go and then 
if you look at it from the local level, like John Kuhn said yesterday, there's still something that should be. You never know, and perhaps the Packers can bridge that gap. And I've always thought what made the most sense was one more year, you know, do a last dance type deal. And yeah. fittingly, the Krause comparisons happened. And yeah. see if they can go get a Super Bowl, and if not, let Aaron have his way after. But I think one more year, if he's looking for the best chance to win a Super Bowl next year, then Green Bay a better bet than those other particular places that he thinks he's going to go. This isn't a Brady situation to me. Uh, as much as it pains me to say, Bill, I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, that if he's the best chance to win a Super Bowl uh, is in Green Bay. It's not in Denver. It's certainly not in Las Vegas. Uh, I'm not sure about the other spots. I've heard Cleveland. I've heard Miami. Cleveland's kind of enticing. They, they did a really nice job with that defense. They've got some running backs. Um, but it's, it's, it's Green Bay is the answer. You know what surprised me, Bill? What I've heard over the last week or so. And I just guess I guess I just assume that when when it went down with Brett Favre and the way that it ended the way that it did, and of course he was I think slow to come back uh, to to the Packers and to to patch that relationship up, and it was great when they did so. Um, that if you were to if there, if you were to pull the Packer fan base as to the most popular quarterback that's played, we won't put Bart Starr in the equation between Favre and Rodgers, it would overwhelmingly be Brett Favre, and I was surprised by that. Oh, for sure, I think so. And some of it is the way that he resurrected that franchise. Mm-hmm. I think you know you look at it, and I was alive in the eighties. I was a kid, and. So I remember Lynn Dickey and Randy Wright, but it was a stretch from 68 to 92 where the Packers made two playoff appearances. They were awful. And, and won one playoff game. And the Bears were the king of the division. So I think that's why Sparks so beloved. And, you know, Rodgers obviously is – he's not Big Ten – you know, he's not Big Ten material, so to speak, right? Yeah, he's not right. that Midwest guy yeah. that – you know, I. Perhaps your listener, Chris, likes me because I'm another Midwest guy. We get along. There's a lot that, that all of uh, you know, Big Ten country type folks get have in common. Digging the heels in, maybe the only recourse for Green Bay to keep him around. I don't think you could do that with Aaron Rodgers, though. We know the family history, right? Doesn't talk to his parents. Doesn't talk to his brother. Digging your heels in against this guy, is it? Ultimately, I saw the Packers are talking about maybe going to the league with tampering charges against the 49ers and against the Broncos. There's that conversation. Doesn't it make sense January, June 1st? Just get the deal done, and you have to move on because I don't think it's a good look for the organization. And ultimately, it's not going to work if they dig in their heels. Yeah, you know, and I think that he's petty. And, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, at, at a certain point, you can't let the employee run your organization. And that's where they're almost at. I mean, I'm not siding with uh, the GM, Goodkunst. I'm not because, but I do think in general the Packers had a pretty good draft last weekend. They, they had a good, they got the, all the things they needed: a corner, a center. They got Amari Rogers, uh, the Clemson receiver. And I was, if you look at that on its face, and everything was hunky dory with Aaron Rodgers, you're like, yeah, it was great. But the Aaron Rodgers storyline overtook the. It didn't just take; it took over the entire draft. Yes. Right? Like yep. that entire afternoon, we weren't talking about Zach Wilson or Justin no. Fields or Trey Lance. Everybody was talking about Aaron Rodgers 
all the way into that night. You know, it's funny they mentioned this, Bill, and I don't think I brought it up with Trent uh, last week when it was unfolding a week ago tonight. So I was watching ESPN, and they were all over it, obviously, because Schefter was the one that broke it. But when I would turn to the NFL network at 4 o'clock or 5 o'clock, what it was, they didn't even broach the subject in the time that I was watching. And I get why they did it. I mean, it's a league-owned network, right? They wanted the focus to be on the kids that were about to have their dreams fulfilled and an opportunity to walk onto the stage for those that were there and meet the commissioner. NFL Network didn't touch it. ESPN didn't talk about anything about Aaron Rodgers when Schefter broke it. No, but they've been talking about it ever since. Sure. <laughs> They're going to talk about it all the way through June. I mean, you can't go anywhere, even our website. I mean, there's a take every five seconds about Rodgers ranging from you know what Terry Bradshaw thinks to the Jake Kumaro release, which I found that detail just ridiculous by the way so it's going to get ugly and you know a lot of divorces are so speak and uh it's like the old cocktail line when everything ends badly otherwise it wouldn't end and that's a really bad movie but it's a really good quote from that movie <laughs> that is true ray go to some college football let's uh let's go to the big 10 we've talked about ohio state i don't think we learned a ton about the quarterback position really maybe the biggest question in the big 10 because ohio state they play at a different level than everybody else as it pertains to playing for national championships. Let's go to their rival, Michigan. Is this it? Is this what Harbaugh won out? I think six different assistant coaches now, new offensive coordinator, no defensive coordinator. Is this Jim Harbaugh's last stand? No, not necessarily. I mean, it's there's a ton of pressure to be better and to make it competitive against the Buckeyes at the very least. But, um, you know, I think a lot of that is codependent on Matt Campbell in a lot of reasons. And I'm not trying to make headlines on your show or anything like that. I just think Campbell and Iowa State, and they're all in this year for sure with everything they have. And his coaching staff is going to continue to go up with every successful season they have in Ames. And to me, if they were to move on from Harbaugh, which they could have done last year, Matt Campbell was the best possible candidate for that job. So I think those two storylines are going to converge a little bit if Michigan struggles again and Iowa State has a season. I mean, we're living in a world where Iowa State's ranked six and seven in a lot of preseason polls. They have the NFL stuff that Michigan doesn't have at quarterback and running back and tight end. So why wouldn't Michigan go take a look at that? I think you just lost your fan, Chris. <laughs> By bringing, bringing that oh, up. Oh, is he a cyclone? I don't know if he is or not. I didn't do that. I'll, I'll just tell Chris, Iowa State's going to make the playoff and play for the national title against Alabama. There you go. He's back. I want to talk about a couple of new faces, Bill Bender, because obviously it's, it's, it's a big storyline. Uh, one of them is in the Big 12. I, I We all know Spencer Rattler, right, and the steps we think he's going to take this year. Running back, The running back uh, there last year was was okay, the, the running back room. Eric Gray coming over from Tennessee. I'm not sure folks realize uh, the impact that he may have. This is a good football player. He ran for a bunch of yards there. I think he's going to help. That That's one. The other one that fascinates me, just because of the way it ended at Central Florida, was Mackenzie Milton in the Heisman conversation in 2018. Of course, the just a devastating injury. Now he's at Florida State. So let's do Mackenzie Milton. What does he mean potentially uh, at Florida State? I mean, it's hard not to root for this guy's comeback, right? Yeah, I mean, that's one of those injuries we all know where we were when we saw it because UCF was right there in the 
mix, undefeated season, all those things, and, and you wondered how that would go. So um, it'd be great to see him on the field because that's something that's been lacking at Florida State. And Mike Norvell, obviously familiar with him, he could have a good year. And then Gray, I mean, one of the reasons Oklahoma got off to a slow start last year, obviously they lost a lot of skill position talent, but that running back room didn't get going. Kennedy Brooks was struggling. They were starting freshmen. Now suddenly it's like they have one of the deepest running back rooms in the country. And uh, Greg will add to that, and I'm sure he'll be a key contributor for what some people are kind of picking them to finally break through mm-hmm. and win that national championship for the first time since 2000. We got the FCS semifinals this weekend. I watched a lot on Sunday with uh, the four quarterfinals going on. Really was loved the uh, comeback by South Dakota State against Southern. Watched basically that whole game. But... The semifinal without North Dakota State, it feels like it loses some luster without the buys in there. Are you going to be watching this weekend, Bill? I'm hoping to. I mean, I've been running around at these baseball tournaments and lacrosse tournaments and softball starts this weekend, but I'll try to catch a little bit, obviously, like you said, North Dakota State, when you have a rain that long. It's almost like you almost wanted to see somebody beat them on this stage. But yeah. obviously it's football, and uh, you got to enjoy what you have it, and hopefully those schools can get off to a more normal start next season. Indeed. Uh, Bill Benner from the Sporting News. Bill, appreciate you coming on, as always. Um, enjoy your work, sportingnews.com, covering the NFL, covering college football. It's a great read, sportingnews.com. Bill, thank you. We'll talk to you in the weeks ahead. Appreciate it. And no, and no problem, guys. Take care. Good to talk to you. Bill Bender uh, from the Sporting News. Trent, this is uh, just just came out here while we were uh, talking with Bill Bender. I'm not sure if it happened this morning or just for the last few minutes. The governor of Georgia, his name is Brian Kemp. Okay. Uh, does not have a letter beside his name. I don't, I don't know who he is. Um, oh, yeah, I do. He's a, he's a Republican, right? Because I think his name came up. Any, anyways, I do, I, know, I do know who he is. But regardless of his affiliation, he signed a bill into law allowing college athletes in the state of Georgia to make endorsement money starting July the 1st. Mm-hmm. Okay. A lot of states going that way. Here's the, here's the caveat that I haven't seen anywhere else. The new law allow schools to take 75% of that athlete's endorsement income and redistribute it to other athletes. So Luca's making money. He's paying for the soccer team. Ooh. Caitlin Clark's making money. Some of her money's got to Do they have fencing in Iowa? <laughs> Whatever your non-revenue. The crew team. The crew. Have we seen that? I haven't, and I, on the surface, hate it. Right. It's your name. Why should you have name, image, and likeness? It's not Bill's name, image, and likeness. It's not Sally's. It's mine. So if I make, let's just say, a hundred bucks, do the easy math. If I make, if if Joe Blow car dealership wants me to endorse their product, to endorse their cars, I mean they're going to give you a hundred dollars here, Ken. But sorry, you can only keep twenty five. The other seventy five, we got to put into this pool over here, and everybody else that goes to your school has to or gets to share in that. I've not seen that before. No. I don't like this. That does not seem I mean, like... I'm, it seems like they're headed in the right direction, but why that part? Right. And 75%? 75%. The new law in Georgia... If it was 10%, okay. Okay. Mm, okay. Maybe that's yeah. a tax, right? But 75%. 75% of your name, image, and likeness that, that sponsors are going to pay you for, you don't get to keep it all. You got to give up 75% to the non-revenue sports who no one's going to want to endorse? That's a heck of a tax. Oh, my gosh. 
This is from Yahoo Sports College Football Twitter accounts at Yahoo.com. Who wrote it? I'd make it easy if you want to read it for yourself. I would guess Thamel. That's going to be my guess. Pete uh, Thamel. No, I've never heard of this guy. Nick Bromberg. Oh, yeah. Michigan grad. Uh, this came out three minutes ago. Is he a Michigan grad? Yeah, that's maybe a guy we need to add to the college football Rolodex. He's good. Used to talk to him a lot back in the day. Well, let's do it then. Yes. As we have Frank Schwab from Yahoo, but we don't mm-hmm. mind the Yahoo folks that much. Uh, anyways, that's the that's what's going on in the state hmm. of Georgia. Yeah, here's a hundred bucks for doing this, but you only get to keep twenty five. Got to pay these other kids. Seems 75%. like a problem, huh? It does. I don't like it. Anyways, Miller and Cotton back to finish things up. Fourteen sixty KXNO. One. Of- Some roofing companies come and go like a passing storm. Here today, gone tomorrow. Not Wolf Roofing. Wolf Roofing has been serving Central Iowa since 1993. From basic repairs to complete re-roofing projects, Wolf Roofing has the expertise to get your job done right. We have a team of highly trained and certified people, both in the field and behind the scenes, who care about your project. For a job done right, get the professionals at Wolf Roofing a call at 225-8866 or find us on the web at wolfroofing.net. The Central Iowa Sports Network is your home for year-round coverage of high school athletics in the CIML and the only place to watch Des Moines Menace Soccer. Providing coverage year-round and always streaming for free on YouTube and at CISN.TV. Subscribe to CISN TV on YouTube to stay up to date on upcoming events. Like and follow on Facebook and Twitter at CISN TV or visit their website at CISN.TV. CISN TV, the home for live. Play Sugar House. All right, welcome back, Miller and Condon, 1150, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 on the FM dial. A couple of minutes to the program. Again, Murph and Andy at 1. The Fanatics from 3 to 6 at 3 o'clock. Trent Condon, a week from tomorrow is tax deadline day. Mm, I uh, You're done, aren't you? I'm done. Went in Tuesday, got the papers This signed. past Tuesday? Yep. They've been being worked on for okay. a while out of Vision Financial Services. Uh-huh. And stopped in, saw Mike and Jerry, signed Good. the papers, and pretty nice refund this year. Wow. Yeah, nice. Normally uh, paying in, but... They, uh, well, a few things went our way this season, uh-huh. so happy about that. Vision Financial Services, make that call today, though. Yes. To Mike and Jerry. Next Friday's the deadline. Yeah. Get get it in there. Get your information all together. Or if you're not ready, they will file an extension on your behalf. And that's another big thing that right. they can do out there. They are located 22nd Street in West Des Moines, 1776 22nd Street. Vision Financial Services, you'll see the sign right out front. Hop on in there, Mike and Jerry, great people. Yes. That'll help you in a big way. No doubt about that. So this just popped into my head this morning. So we were getting our cars done, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we, we, lease, we lease vehicles. With the pandemic last year, it, it's my take that there's going to Because at least that's what the case is in our house. When we go to turn them in at the end of their lease, like you get 36,000 miles normally, right? Mm-hmm. Do you know how many fewer I mean, other these people that drive leases won't come anywhere close to that oh, number yeah. that are going to be turning vehicles back in. Like we, the, the one we have, it's got like 18,000 miles. We didn't use half of the allotted miles just because didn't go anywhere last year. Didn't drive to Chicago. Didn't, didn't make a trip to Minneapolis. Right. Didn't go home. You guys went over across the river. One day. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, it was few and far between. Yeah, yeah it's uh, that's interesting. Probably going to be everybody. 
Not I know dealerships fun. though are begging for vehicles. Well, whatever when leases come come up, mm-hmm. uh, there's I I would think they're going to be getting a lot of vehicles back with way fewer miles than they anticipate. All right, enough about that. Um, let's get to what matters, Trent. At this well, time I'm of the show, this week are you? Well, you took yesterday off. Would Winter? you have won yesterday? Yeah, you really would have. Yeah, because yeah, Texas Rangers won again. Oh, okay. Now yeah. I'm not going to take the free square today. Because it's day baseball. Day baseball. And it's Michael Pineda. And I I like Michael Pineda. Uh-huh. I just... Yep. He's out there, and he's big, and he's burly and chunky, and he goes out there, <laughs> and he just fires the baseball. By I the like way, Michael if you're betting Pineda. baseball, don't think you're going to be able to sit down tonight and watch all these games and bet. There's yeah. one game tonight. Well, there's a 5.30 game, and then there's only one game after that on the West Coast, Tampa and uh, the Angels. So it's a lot of day baseball. And what are you, have you found a day game or one of the night games? It is a day game, mid-afternoon game. The Braves are in D.C., uh-huh. taking on the Nats. Yep. John Lester was incredible his first time out. That was last weekend, was it, it not? It was Friday night, I want to say yeah, it, was it was. on the weekend, I know. He'll be back on the bump again. I'm going against him, though. I'm going to grab Drew Smiley. Uh-huh who has been bad in his own right. Yeah. Plus 105, the Bravos on the road today in D.C. My pick of the day as we try to continue an undefeated week. All right, interesting. We shall see how you do with that. It's lefty-lefty with Smiley Lester. Yep. Yeah, lefty versus lefty. Uh, tomorrow, Dave Sproul will be here. I'm going to get Dave's take on, uh, give me your starting five, Dave Sproul. This Iowa State exercise with their basketball roster. Mm-hmm. I mean, normally you can look at a roster of one of the you know the needle movers here, and you got a pretty good idea, right? You're going to get four out of five, at least. This is tricky. You can play so many combos. Do you uh-huh. want to play big? Do you want to play two bigs? Do you yeah. want to play three wings out there? Do you want to go three guard and a couple of shooting guards? You can go so many different directions. It's intriguing. Bubble team. Fingers crossed. And the Big 12 as a whole. Kansas, I think, is going to be much improved. I like yeah. what they've done with their roster. Baylor's not going anywhere. Texas is going to be better. Yeah. Oklahoma with Moser is going to be good. K-State will be down again. Yeah. Uh, Oklahoma State, I think, will be good with Boynton again. Mm-hmm. Uh, who are we missing? TCU, K-State. Oklahoma, mm-hmm. I think they got a little uh, rebuild. Moser, but give them a chance. I think they're in a bubble conversation. And Texas Tech will be all right. And West Virginia? Don't forget about them. Don't forget about the Mountaineers. Going to be a good conference as well. Where does Iowa State fit in? Try to do that exercise with the roster. It is tricky with all those additions, and I think they- local sports. This is Heather, and I'm raising money to fight blood cancers with the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society's Woman of the Year campaign. But this isn't about me. It's about funding research to end this deadly disease. I couldn't do it without your donations. And thank you to the many businesses stepping up, like Fiscus Jewelers in Ankeny. Noel's kind heart goes into every piece of jewelry that goes out his door. Let him help you today. To donate, go to the Morning Rush blog at kxno.com or Heather's blog at thebusfm.com. We will fight blood cancer together. Wolf Roofing has learned a few things over the years. We understand that no one wants their home improvement project to drag on. So at Wolf Roofing, we plan for your project well before we set foot on site. As a result, most projects are done in one day. We also know quality is important in the big things like a proper installation and in the details like cleaning up well and using magnets to find stray nails. Find us on the web at wolfroofing.net or give us a call 225 225- Eight, eight. They got a good one yesterday in Brockington from 
Penn State. Are we out of time, Trent Con? Is that what that meant? Yeah, we uh, well, we got about 20 seconds. All right, here. I thought I heard something in my headphones that I went too long. All right, uh, Friday, this time tomorrow, we will have just wrapped up giving four of our listeners an opportunity to win barbecue from Claxons. Thank you, Claxons, 3131 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. You know the deal. It's tomorrow. About this time, we'll give you four games or props, and if you get the most right, you'll win some barbecue. 35 bucks worth. The runner-up gets 25 We are out of here. Miller and Condon, 1460 KXNO, 106.